Welcome to Scandinavian Mind Weekly, our show about the current trends and events within business, tech, fashion, design, culture and more from the Nordic perspective of our team of editors and contributors. Today on the program we have been to Coachella, or at least Roland has, we talk about our observations from there. Also an inside look at Absolute Company's new metaverse. Uh, Art Weeks are coming. We talk about what we look forward to to Stockholm Art Week and we plug our new digital fashion special that's rolling out online. I'm Conrad Olsen, Editor-in-Chief and Founder of Scandinavian Mind and I'm here with my dear colleagues Roland Philip Ketchmar, Editor-at-Large and our Junior Editor Erik Sedin. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Roland, I was, I mean... There was a serious case of FOMO this past weekend <laughs> from not, not just you, but, you know, a lot of you. You were very good at posting from uh, your your uh, adventures uh, at Coachella. But it feels like the whole world of, you know, fashion and culture and music was, was there as well. Just just to begin with, what, what what's, the, what's the what's the overall feeling after having been there? That's a very good question. Um I actually told my my wife yesterday, it, this is kind of a once in a lifetime experience in the sense it's the first time I visit. Mm. Um, so that in itself is obviously um, kind of mind opening, right? Um, but it was also the first time in a couple of years that Coachella took place. So the energy during this festival apparently for, for veterans and old timers uh, was something special and unique. Uh, there were 120,000 people on site. Uh, obviously, the weather uh, in Palm Springs perfect. Um, the lineup of artists crazy. The after parties, the daytime parties, crazier than crazy. So you know, all in all, this kind of yeah, mind-opening experience. That even if I go back in the future, it will not be the same as yeah, this time. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the reason you were there from a mm-hmm. professional standpoint, and we'll, we'll 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 wait with that and just go dive into some of the 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 other highlights from a Scandinavian perspective. Obviously, we had a Swedish house mafia there with a you know I would say you know I love them, but but I, I would say the the uh, uh, artwork or or scenographics that Alexander Wesley had done was I, I thought it looked super awesome. How did you uh, you know experience that? Well, you're right. I mean, it was something uh, special, something extra in in every sense. It they played. They were actually bumped quite last minute to uh, headliner mm. on Sunday. Play again this Sunday because um, of Kanye. What, it was... Yeah, so Kanye dropped out. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> our, our favorite uh, <laughs> artist on this show. We mentioned like... Kanye every episode, <laughs> so he dropped out. Yes, and. Uh, yeah, Swedish House Mafia bumped to headliner together with The Weeknd. Um, and Alexander Weasley, as you say, Swedish artist, he did a scenography spectacular in its simplicity, I would say. Mm. Um, Giant so, ring yeah. or like a halo or how do you... Yeah, and you actually you can, you can check the whole show on uh, Coachella's YouTube channel. So yeah. if you want to experience it from home, uh, just go and check it out on YouTube. It's fantastic to show. And obviously being there in person was mm. even better. It seems like an, almost like an architectural achievement, that, that giant ring that they had on stage. Yeah, just been I amazed think so as well. Yeah. 
also in other Swedish uh, news, this was also the first Spotify live streaming that they did from from Coachella uh, with Swedish House Mafia. Is that something that did you you know see that or experience that in any way on site, or was that mostly for people at home? No, no. So I was there. It was um, uh, an, uh, a release party after party on Friday night. All right. In a private mansion, which was the craziest mansion I've ever been to. I mean, we can talk about that off the record. Just insane. Um, not on the record. <laughs> how, did you, how did you get invited there? So, I mean, and, and I guess we'll come back to this. Um, I was there on behalf of Absolute, uh, the, the brand I work for uh, as a daytime job. And, and Absolute was a partner uh, not only of... Um, of Coachella since 10 years, but also of a Swiss house mafia. So okay. we were uh, the, the partner sense. of the after party as well. Well, you just mingled your way in there. Just yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. No, but it, it was, um, <laughs> this, this is kind of interesting because um, they, they were set to play. I mean, I think a shorter gig uh, and they actually turned out to play a full two hours DJ mm. set at this wow. uh, party uh, and that was uh, amazing and we were around 500 people so a very small group of people um, and um, the DJ kind of uh, booth and the whole kind of setup was quite intimate so it felt like you were at a well yeah private party and you had Swedish House Mafia playing so that that was um, I would say in in a way um a more interesting experience than than the live show uh, on uh, Sunday. Hmm. Yeah. So, how are you saying that the the show at this Spotify party was as long as the big one, or or did longer. they differ at all? It was longer, even even longer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. No, of course, and and uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure uh, your title as editor at large for Scandinavian Mind played a big role in uh, your presence. Uh, <laughs> of course, I I had uh, I had it written all over my T-shirt, and you know, yeah, <laughs> it opened, opens up a lot of doors. Of course, and 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 Conrad, uh, I mean, you're 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 known on first name basis now. I dropped your name everywhere, and then yeah, yeah, you know, Conrad, great. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So before we go into the uh, the whole absolute metaverse thing, which is I think super exciting. Let's just mention a couple of other things that are sort of metaverse related. We have a story coming up today by our uh, uh, contributor Oliver Dahle, who, who has looked into some of the things happening. Uh, Eric, maybe you can uh, describe. There's also uh, Fortnite did their their own kind of Coachella mirroring, like a twin event or sorts. Do you, have you seen this? And uh, I just uh, Oliver gave me the brief, so. I guess uh, we will all learn more when he publishes this after we record it. But uh, I think it's I, like if you look at these uh, metaverses and if we look at the absolute one, uh, to, if we can turn to that one, I think it's cool when bigger places, bigger platforms like Decentraland or like Fortnite, when they can, when brands and uh, artists host on bigger ones instead of creating a new one. You know, like BMW did with Joytopia. We're like, oh, we're going to release a new product or we're going to become more digitally active. They just create their own like a website where someone can in on their browser and check it out. I think it's good that uh, Fortnite and the Centerland, like what Absolute were doing in the Centerland, go to like the big ones, already established ones. Uh, I think that's good. 
super interesting. We we can't hold ourselves any longer. We're going to talk about the absolute bond, but but uh, uh, before we go into that, there's also <laughs> some kind of digital merchandise or v- virtual merchandise that that attendees were were have had access to, and there's uh, the Coachella Bloom Seed NFT was giving to attendees of the the festival, and that's something we we highlight in our hmm. article as well. But but anyone uh, um, want to deep dive into that? Read Oliver's piece that's up on ScandinavianMind.com um, uh, later today. Okay, let's go into the big story. And Roland, I'm going to have to ask you to uh, step out of your role as editor at large of Scandinavian Mind and into your day job role uh, at Absolute Company. Uh, so talk about the, the work that you did there and maybe describe your role as well. Sure. So I work as a global head of digital marketing at the Absolute Company, and that's uh, the brand company behind Absolute Vodka, Malibu, Kahlua, and other spirits brands. Mm. And um, uh, we, I mean, <clears throat> Absolute as a brand has been partnered to Coachella for the past 10 years. So we were celebrating our 10th year uh, partner anniversary. And uh, since Coachella has been, what was stopped for uh, during the pandemic, there were a lot of discussions on how can you further amplify a partnership, uh, how what, what learnings can we take from the, the, the years of the pandemic, uh, from looking at the changing behaviors of consumers online, uh, in, in you know, how can we amplify on-site experience, etc. So, you know, there were a lot of factors contributing to this kind of big idea that we wanted to connect uh, our on-site activation at Coachella with people online. And this obviously you can do in many ways, but um, we we basically uh, ended up in uh, exploring now um, Web three metaverse uh, a, a, as a you know solution platform service or, or whatever you want to say. Hmm. So in short, um, we built what we call Absolute Land, and uh, Absolute Land is both the on-site activation at Coachella. So basically, I mean, it's a tent next to the main stage. I mean, literally like next to the main stage, like prime location at Coachella. Mm -hmm. When you go inside the tent, there is uh, this full-blown brand experience um, and the bar, nightclub with DJ. And, you know, you, you basically can go into this tent and stay the rest of the day if you want, right? Because there, there, there are a lot of things happening inside that tent. Um, but the, the brand experience, what we did was that we also built absolute land on Decentraland. And Decentraland is one of the many metaverse platforms out there. So we purchased a plot of land in, in a prime location on the grid uh built this absolute house you could say brand house um with uh, at the centerpiece a bottle shaped anti-gravity dance floor um with a, a bar <laughs> with a media room with a pride room um a lot of different things ongoing in this house and uh, basically when you are on site you can experience um also the online activation in the sense that we we have a lot of big screens uh, as you can see uh i mean live basically what happens online and then if you are online you can also 
uh, feel a touch of how it is at Coachella because we're streaming elements from Coachella as well. And that was basically the, the idea that we wanted to create this digital experience. And um, I've been asked in the last couple of days, you know, why are we doing this and, and, and how should we see this kind of uh, metaverse investment, etc. And I, I, I just say that why this works is because it is an extension of um, the experience that we build at Coachella. So it's not like a standalone activation. Right. It's part of a bigger campaign, of a bigger activation. Uh, uh, typically, I mean, if we want to use the buzzwords, 360 activation, you know, where we are present in all the different channels, all the different platforms, you know, social, online, decentraland, on-site, hmm. advertising. I mean, we, we do it all, right? And um, that's why it works, because um, it's just part of a larger context. So, that, so that's say, kind of in yeah. short... Yeah, and that, that's great. And I have a ton of follow-up questions. I'm sure, sure. Eric has as well. But so, would you say that uh, the the prime uh, way that people connected with uh, your your absolute land in the center land was at this lounge, or did people also use their own sort of you know uh, uh, smartphones and computers and and and, and so forth? So we we had a lot of visitors uh, on the central land uh, that were not at Coachella, because mm. I mean. You cannot log into the central land with your mobile phone as a starter. So right. uh, you need you need to have a, a I mean a laptop or desktop computer. So everyone that experienced the online activation in the tent, they just experienced it through the big screens that we had or we have in the tent, right? But um, we, ha I mean, if we want to talk about numbers, so this this um, and and this is uh, you know a media success in the sense that we've had in the first week. 450 press clippings and and just under a billion impressions in media um, in the first week, so it's a huge success at, in terms of media. And this is also, I would say, part of why we do this, right? I mean, we're a brand, right? We sell products. Uh, we want to maximize the effect of our marketing investments, uh, and obviously, PR uh, plays a role here, right? <clears throat> But if we look at uh, unique uh, visitors to Decentraland the first weekend, uh, it's around 13,500. And it's, it's small in total numbers, uh, but it's quite okay if we compare that. The, I, I think the average users on, on Decentraland on an average day is around 50K. So Ooh. then, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, if, if you would say that three days oh, of activation, that's, that's it's 150K in total. And and we had around thirteen and a half, so you know it's 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 just a bit under ten percent of the total amount of visitors on the decentraland. So in that sense, it's it's good, but you know we we don't do we don't do the decentraland activation to reach the mass. We talk about at absolute that we bring edge to mass. Mm. So that that is kind of the brand position that we have that you know we want to be edge of mass or bring edge to mass. I like the whole notion that you you're, you're talking about this decentralized activation as part of the, the the whole kind of scope of of communication uh, that you're doing uh, you know at an event like this and at an activation like this. Uh, it's sort of in the sense that any fashion week wouldn't be a fashion week today without Instagram. Like there's this we already we kind of we, we already used to digital layers on top of physical activations and would you consider uh, an activation inside a metaverse similar to a social media in that sense 
yeah i mean it's 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 a channel um i mm. I, I see it and this is um you know we're talking about the early days of metaverse explorations right i see the current platforms as just an additional channel in the sense that uh i mean i talked about this yesterday actually i was uh doing a keynote lecture on this on this activation at epicenter in stockholm and you know we talked about the future of the metaverse etc and i think we need still to wait for hardware to develop um so we can get you know this seamless experience going both ways so you can experience what happens online seamlessly in a physical space as well as you can do it vice versa right experiencing the physical activation seamlessly online now that works better right so going at uh, you know going online and experiencing a live stream from a festival a concert a show or something that's pretty seamless but not that way around so that's super interesting yeah. Yeah. So it's, so, is that uh, something you reflected upon on site as well? Did you get any revelations when sort of <laughs> carrying this out in practice that, oh, really, I would, would love a AR uh, headset or a VR headset or some other device to, to amplify this? Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the next step. Um, that, um, <clears throat> for example, all the visitors, I mean, we had um, 15,000 visitors to our tent during the mm. weekend. Of course, if we could give them some sort of... Um, AR or VR set, you know, that they could use and maximize the experience. Uh, of course, there are uh, these uh, quite cheap AR sets that we could have um, uh, provided the, the, the visitors with today. We decided not to, but, uh, you know, I, I think in a couple of years time when, when hardware technology is, uh, let's say, more, um, <laughs> is cheaper, more advanced and, and, and easier to use, Definitely, then we will be able to enhance the physical experience and the interconnection with whatever happens online in, in a totally different way. So, yeah, that, that was, let's say, a revelation. On the other hand, and I try to be unbiased and objective when I say this, um, but, you know, I, I went around, looked at all the other uh, sponsor tents or all the other activations that partners did, and uh, they were still very traditional. You know, Heineken... Nothing wrong with them. They're the main partner as well to the event. But they had quite a classical beer garden, you know, with a DJ and that's it. When you entered our space, it felt fresh, young, vibrant, energetic. Uh, it felt new because we had this interconnection with the people online. We had these big screens. You could dance with people online. You, I mean, if you had this avatar online, you could dance with someone in the physical tent or vice versa. It, it just felt, yeah, much fresher. I was going to ask that. I think it's uh, like you were saying there, the, the intersection of physical and digital. During this podcast, I always said that if I was to buy an NFT or if I was to invest my time or money in some kind of Web3 uh, project or product, I would like something physical too to come with it that I can actually see and use. That's just my opinion. That's what I guess. I, I don't have a really good VR headset. I'm not fully integrated into the metaverse or whatever. But I was going to ask you, did did it come with any perks? Let's say you visited the the Decentraland store or space. Could you get any like wearables that you could use 
on yeah. the, the center and the skins or yeah yeah so we we had a different kind of wearables <clears throat> that you could collect we had a virtual drink so <clears throat> and this is uh, <laughs> worth to mention that you know we, we we are partners also to swedish house mafia and we did drink uh, kind of drink uh, we put together different drinks and also exclusive drink with them mm. uh, you could listen to their latest album on uh, absolute land as well, when it was released worldwide on the different streaming platforms, it was also released on Absolute Land, on Decentraland. Mm. And uh, we had these, uh, we have these different competitions or uh, hidden <clears throat> kind of um, NFTs uh, that you can collect and then you can win, for example, access to Coachella next year or other uh, things, you know. So yeah. we, we, we basically tried to tick off all the Decentraland slash metaverse boxes in terms of activation, you know. Um, from the anti-gravity dance floor. I mean, anti-gravity <laughs> is kind of a common feature in, in metaverses. Uh, people like to fly, <laughs> right? Um, two collectibles, gamification, activations, etc. So yeah, uh, we, we tried to tick oh, off cool. all the boxes there. Really, like the, uh, the anti-gravity dance floor, I guess it's the death of the running man, like <laughs> or the moonwalk. Like yes. the kids, they're going to like, invent really cool new dance moves. I think that was yeah. a key feature of uh, of uh, Ready Player One as well, the the anti gravity dance floor in that yes. movie. <laughs> Wonderful, Roland. Congratulations on a, a, a great launch. I think you know from a you know obviously we can, we kind of become biased by association having you uh, in in dual roles here. But but uh, we you know we we covered this. We asked Oliver to write about it, and he wanted to write mostly about this. So there is something to be said about that. And thank you for for sharing the experience. Of course, and and for every listener uh, that that happens to listen on Friday when we release this episode, um, uh, you can experience this uh, during the weekend of twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth of April as well, because that's the second weekend of Coachella. Yeah, let's put the coordinates down in the show notes. Yes, good stuff. Right, the global art weeks are happening right now. Uh, the Venice Biennale is in full swing down in Italy. And uh, next week we have Stockholm Art Week coming up. Uh, I think it's a great uh, opportunity to plug again our Konst podcast that you, Roland, uh, runs in this feed uh, uh, from time to time. It did a great show uh, the other week. Uh, let's talk about some of the observations we've had. There's also affordable art fair that's been going on in Stockholm right now. Uh, Roland, have you had the chance to to look at this uh, in the in the sort of Coachella haze you've been in, or uh, what's your thoughts? Well, I tried to to <laughs> focus what happens um, this week, which is the Venice Biennale. So right. uh, that's the big art event happening this week. Um, also quite FOMO-ridden, I would say. That's, I mean, uh, for it looks me... amazing from all the feeds and stories. I, I, just I know. Just being there in this beautiful location, just, just ah, I just want to go there. I agree. I actually, I mean, between us, the three of us, Circle of Trust, right? <laughs> As a private citizen, I would have uh, gone to Venice Biennale before Coachella. Right? Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, for me, that's... Uh, we won't tell your bosses. No, no, <laughs> no. But seriously, no. But it, it. You're right. It's, it's. Uh, it looks amazing, um, and of course, people have been craving to meet physically, and uh, yeah, it just seems. Um, yeah, and and you know, we as you say, we have the opportunity to meet next week. We have Art Week coming up in Stockholm. Lots of interesting events. 
Good. So, is there anything special we want to plug? Uh, you know, uh, recommend our listeners to to visit or experience? Yeah. So, I mean, um, obviously, all the galleries that um, are present, you know, check out if they have if 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 they have like uh, shows or events going on in their traditional gallery spaces. So, not that that, that is not part of the market art fair or or, or the official events. Uh, market art fair you, you you can access by buying a ticket which is not uh, expensive so but still if if you're a student or you know if you want to experience art for free check out all the kind of off-site uh, events then actually the art talks that uh, market art fair and stockholm art week are organizing are free so that those art talks are um yeah conversations with artists and other interesting uh, people from the the art world basically so that that's a suggestion then uh, if you listen to the latest const episode which i recorded uh, pre-easter uh we talk a lot about how to crash the art parties so yeah cliffhanger <laughs> if if you want to crash the art parties listen to the latest episode of const but there isn't and... one place, where's the biggest chance of running into you and talking metaverse and NFTs and stuff? I would say, um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> I, I'm going to repeat what all the others have been saying, but somewhere around Alma, Nybrogatan, or, you know, that that's um, where I think a lot of the people from the art world are going to meet up and hang. And, you know, there's going to be drinks and music and DJs and, yeah. Good. Looking forward to that. Uh so, and rounding up the show, let's just plug our digital fashion special that uh, uh, was first published in our print issue that's still on sale, still uh, in, on newsstands. Uh, pick up your copy on Paper Cut. Uh, but we're now also starting to roll out these uh, stories online. So there's two ways we're doing this. Uh, there's one is the the series of interviews and articles in uh, what, we, what we in the magazine call the new digital fashion industry, uh, written by Eric Sedin and Martina Tedebring, uh, and also we are going to fill this podcast feed with interviews. Uh, some of them done for the print issue. We're going to republish them as podcasts, including uh, our cover story with uh, Kerry Murphy. So. We called we we titled the 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 third issue values in the metaverse, uh, sort of talking about you know if we're starting digital worlds, what values are we bringing into them? Uh, so we're going to call the new podcast values in the metaverse as well. So you'll see that our podcast feed you know will always have this weekly episode, and sometimes we have the const episode. Sometimes we had uh, you know collaboration episodes. We'll now also do some of the long form interviews about our digital fashion special. Eric, uh, let's just mention some of the stories that are uh, up this week. Yeah, so we started with uh, three, um, which uh, three ones that are quite uh, quite heavy, quite interesting for people to read. Uh, mm. Roy Derry, uh, which we talked about here before, of uh, Placebo Digital Fashion House. Nordics and Sweden's, uh, well, both. <laughs> First, digital fashion house. You know, they make everything, AR filters, they make for... They were in the Central and Fashion Week, which we discussed with um, Oliver Dahl a couple of weeks ago. They were there, yeah. which they talk about in this interview. We have Tribute Brand, the Croatian uh, AR brand, which is like a made-to-measure AR brand, which I love. They can, you can even make like a cool outfit for your dog, which is in the uh, article. Really cool. And it's like one-off exclusives. And then the, uh, the uh, 
Marie Isaksson at Massive Entertainment, who kind of gives the uh, gaming side of, of it. She works at, yeah, as a game developer, so she talks about how gaming invol- uh, influences fashion, fashion influences gaming, etc. So that's real cool. Super exciting. Those are actually two of my favorite examples, Marie Isaksson and Roy Derry, because I think they represent kind of like a grassroots movement. They're like up and coming designers. They've created these digital fashion pieces by themselves, creating all their own kind of brands and platforms. And they've been then picked up by, I mean, I think Marie works for a gaming company right now, even though she's, she's uh, schooled at Beckman's, uh, uh, you know, the the fashion school at Beckman's. So that's super interesting. Um, I, Will also in this context plugged. I, I was actually uh, giving a lecture at H and M Group this week, uh, talking about uh, the you know fashion's role in the metaverse. I'm super proud and happy that to be invited there. It was for the business unit uh, menswear, so it's about 200 people listening, and just the um, interest was so high the engagement was so high by by these people i i think you know obviously h&m working in the physical fashion space the traditional physical fashion industry and me they're kind of advocating for a new digital fashion industry um mm. but uh, you know i see you know different parts of the fashion industry waking up to to some of these concepts and ideas and i definitely think we can play a role there so me there talking to H&M about Metaverse, Roland at Epicenter talking about Metaverse. Uh, we're, we're kind of uh, henchmen in Metaverse. You can just hire us. Hire <laughs> us to speak about Metaverse on stage. Yeah, and actually I just, I, yes. And I just want to kind of repeat what I said earlier that at this stage, Metaverse should be seen as maybe an additional channel for a marketing mm. activity or something. But of course, yeah. with time, with development of technology, especially hardware, it will become a much more immersed part of reality. Uh, but at this stage, it's still, you know, early developments. Good stuff. This has been Scandinavian Mind Weekly. We're a weekly podcast where we can also be a physical roadshow if you need us. Just email <laughs> us at conrad at scandinaviamind.com and uh, you can book us for a hefty fee. Uh, naturally, also sign up to our newsletter. Visit scandinaviamind.com slash newsletter. We'll be back next week with more observation and interviews. Have a great weekend, guys. You too. Take care. Bye. Thank you. See you.